Welcome to a special EduTech Guys presentation recorded live at FETC 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Enjoy the conversation. Hey, welcome back to FETC 2022. It's been a very exciting uh, conference. It's the last day, uh, everything's wrapping up, and yeah. the Expo Hall's uh, running people out by now, probably. <laughs> but we have, we're have we very excited to have our next guest in the seat in front of us. We're going to yeah. let her introduce herself, tell us who she is and where she's from, and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Hello, uh, my name is Lori Menning, and I am an English learner, bilingual, bicultural, and world language consultant from CESA 6 in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So CESA stands for Cooperative Education Services Agency, and we service 39 school districts um, all around Oshkosh, Wisconsin. That's awesome. Yeah. So what brings you to FETC? Um, this is my seventh year, I believe it is now, attending FECT, and I present almost every year. Mm -hmm. um, I led two workshops on Tuesday and one yesterday, um, supporting uh, multilingual learners with EdTech. So um, languages and EdTech are two of my passion areas, so it gets to come together annually at FETC. Cool. So let's let's jump right into that. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the, the, the tech tools and tech tips that you've been sharing with folks. Yes. Well, most of the questions that I usually get come around um, language barriers, right? Mm. And how do you communicate with somebody who doesn't speak your language? So I had a workshop that I did on Tuesday specifically for communicating with students, parents, and then I did one in the coaching track yesterday. So connecting with some of the um, representatives that are actually at the expo um, that offer um, tools to be able to differentiate um, within languages for students, and then some, some cool ed tech tips. Um, for example, like Microsoft Translate has some really cool features um, like a split screen that others don't have where you could be talking to somebody um, across the table from you um, not having to be close to them and being able to then see the translation um, in their language. So it's pretty cool to have things like that um, at our fingertips that we didn't have before in education. Sure, yeah. So um, uh, sessions here, can you kind of give our listeners a bird's eye overview of, of what you covered? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, my, my workshops, I really, I really love the opportunity at FECT to, to host workshops where we actually get to dive in to different um, tools, try them out, hear from educators and leaders across the country what works for them and have that collaborative approach. Um, so one of the things that we did was we really focused on, you know, what are some of the, the struggles that we're hearing in educational settings across um, the country. And, and what we're really hearing is that we're, we're having an influx of newcomers, so students who are new to the country, um, and sometimes they're immigrants, refugees, all different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, and how do um, everything from classroom teachers to administrators, support staff, um, communicate with them? So being able to um, use devices that, that normally um, wouldn't maybe be used anymore. I had, I had a director on Tuesday um, who said that my, my session was worth um, worth the price and just the tip that he learned um, on re, of reusing iPads. Mm. So like the, the Microsoft Translate for Education that I mentioned, um, he was going to download that and give it to all of his staff that's working with newcomers. So then they had that tool at a fingertip mm. to be able to communicate um, until somebody comes yeah. um, to be able to support. So yeah. I always let them know that people are best, but to Technology is what we have um, access to to make it most efficient and effective in communicating. So it's really neat to be able to kind of think about 
how technology has evolved over time and how we can use it to to help us um, break down some language barriers. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, anything else here? So any sessions that you went to that you found you know very helpful? Yeah, I, I did. I went to um, several different sessions, and I'm I'm always um, thinking about not only myself but the teachers and students and um, administrators that I work with back in Wisconsin. So, um, being the the single representative from my state, I had a lot of things on my to do list yeah. of, of what to check out. And um, just a session I went to yesterday um, that just talked about um, how you can just do a single setting um, in your phone that would allow um, text that shows up on your screen to be um, read to you out loud. And I thought, wow, that, you know, so many of our families across the country um, are trying to support their kids in education and most of them all have smartphones, right? Right, right. Um, we just go to accessibility and then you're able to turn on that reader and it'll yeah. actually read it to you. So wow. that was something that I'm like, wow, a lot of, I think teachers would find that helpful to be able to share when they're trying to communicate with homes as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of our big ones. So I have to ask of your 39 school districts, mm -hmm. um, some of them way ahead of the curve, some of them still behind the curve. Um, what's what's the differentiating? Is it, is it money? Is it people? Is it, you know, what is it that makes that change? Because you see a lot of schools. Yeah. Well, the awesome thing about, about our Cooperative Education Services Agency is that we have consortiums. Mm -hmm. So I um, lead our Title III consortium, which is um, um, for English learners. And what we're able to do is we're able to buy into services like this. Um, another one that I'm working with um, um, here allows us to be able to then offer seat licenses it's called imagine learning for students to learn language oh, mm -hmm. then they're able to have a seat license so say a rural district in Wisconsin has one new student at their elementary school that they're supporting they could actually get that service which normally would cost them more than than they could afford so they could do that and then bigger districts urban districts that have more students then they would be able to come in and you know purchase a few from us if they need to at a discount um, so we're able to meet all of those needs whether they have one student or thousands of students. That's so that's really kind cool. of, you know, how it works. We, you know, our agency covers so many different um, districts, but we can meet all of their needs no matter the size. It sounds like that you guys really take um, a, a, a leading role in making sure that your districts are, you know, getting what they need and the best way that you can. Because mm -hmm. you can't yeah. be there, you know, 24-7 and make yeah. sure it really And happens. I think, you know, you know, we learned so much with COVID about just being innovative, and that's what I love about FETC. Mm -hmm. And I was just learning about some of the e-glass and some of the different features that are going to mm -hmm. be offered in classrooms, and, and that's what I hope to be able to, to show at, at our agency so then the classrooms can come back. Um, last time when we were in person at FEC, in Miami um, I did one of the sessions and there was a rep from Swivel there so then I came home with the Swivel camera and now we use it at the agency yeah. in classrooms and are seeing oh yeah, this is something that we can find helpful as well so that's one of the things that, that I like to do as a consultant is making sure that I'm using all of these innovative strat strategies and tools um, with all the best of the best in ed tech that's well, really awesome and, yeah and, and speaking of some of those strategies um, are, are there a couple of strategies that that are some things that uh, you that stick out that you've helped with your member districts or anybody for that matter? But but with your member districts, especially when everybody had to send everybody home. Mm -hmm. 
yes, definitely. Um, I think one of the things that, that really helped um, with engagement are some of the online tools. Many of our schools are Google schools. Mm -hmm. So one of the easy features like in the, the Google Waffle is the Jamboard. And Jamboard is just so easy to use and it replaced what used to be like a, a poster on the wall with sticky notes, right? Well, you don't have that opportunity when you're with students so now you can do it online. But the innovative thing that teachers are finding now, even as they're transitioning and they're in the classroom again, that's still an awesome tool because it captures everything in a snapshot on their desktop or their device, and then they're able to access it again. Yeah. And I just think about, you know, me even as a, um, a participant in this conference, we used to take pictures of everything. Well, <laughs> those days are gone. We just click on the QR code and we save it to our phones. So all of those things, I think, as they're, you know, getting more and more advanced, we can use everything that we um, pulled out of our, our tricks bag during COVID and continue to enhance education across yeah. the country. And, and I think that's such a a, a key piece of that is that just because we are returning as best we can uh, to the quote-unquote traditional brick-and-mortar classrooms, we don't have to give up the things that we were thrown into when we all had to, you know, seclude to our houses. Correct, yeah. And just, you know, giving those kids the 21st century learning skills that they need to be successful. And, I mean, technology is, is that, that focus, right, that we need to prepare them for. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I, I believe that um, English language learners um, also are offering us an opportunity to, to flip that switch and teach our kids the opposite way. We, we, my superintendent have been talking. I said, I think we need to send our teachers. We have a, a Hispanic population. Uh, in southwest Arkansas, coming through Texas. And I said, I think we need to send um, our teachers to uh, immersion school and offer that as a summer, uh, you know, PD. And, you know, yes, they'll be gone a month or two, but just think what we would have in a few years if we had, you know, 10 more, you know, fluent Spanish-speaking, you know, teachers in our system uh, to talk with parents. Because right now our students are the uh, translators for their parents. And exactly. we work really hard. We have good translators in the district, but we, they're, they're overworked. And they're trying to, you know, we send them documents from Edman. We send them documents from everything. It's, it's really hard. And there's nothing about, there's nothing different about that personal thing. So um, I, do you guys see a lot of that changing, like getting your teachers trained to, to speak other languages? Exactly. Yeah. And we actually have a program at CISA 6. It's called the Right Program Residency and Teacher Ed. And it trains teachers um, in high needs areas. And definitely, you know, bilingual education is one of them. And that's one of the things that I was talking about in our workshops, too, the importance of building off of the first language, mm -hmm. like you said, building. So we have people who have biliterate skills and they're able to read and write in multiple languages languages. Um, research just shows that language transfers. So once you learn in one language, it transfers to the, the other. So just trying to figure out, you know, how we can give strategies to districts to be able to build off of those first language skills. Yeah, see, I think that's the future of it right there. It's very interesting. And it's so easy now with Duolingo and other things. You can also just, you know, and I think that as educators, we just need someone to tell us, hey, do it this way. This is the best way to make it happen. And I, I was telling teachers in my, my workshops on Tuesday, you know, for them to be able to, to be that link and instead of just share the link. So as they're going back from FETC, you know, instead of just shooting out emails, oh, I learned about this, you know, let them know that you're passionate about your subject area, take it back, try it out yourself, and then show them so they know that you're that link to be able to support. That's, that's great advice. So, that, that, is, that, that's, that is, I mean, that that's is the best beautiful. one we've heard here. Yeah, be but, the link, yeah. don't just share the link. Last right. day, oh. next to last interview, <laughs> and you give us the, the best soundbite of the whole thing. Yes. 
So there you go. I, I wish we had an award we would give. Yeah. That was the best soundbite of the uh, whole. Uh, of your your like, number. What a takeaway. We've been doing conferences yeah. for decades. Yeah. It's like, never. Yeah, you're number 75 of the week. And that's the best <laughs> one. So awesome. So, Thank yeah. You. I, listen, so if uh, our listeners want to reach out, become your friend, uh, steal your ideas, all that kind of good stuff, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? You can follow me, uh, Lori Lynn Menning, on Twitter. Um, otherwise, L Menning, M E N N I N G, at CESA6.org. I've been posting a lot about FETC and, like I said, ed tech and uh, multilingual learners are my passion. So, I look forward to continuing to reach out and, and learn from everybody else and collaborate any way that I can. Lori, thanks for coming on the Thank show. You so Thank much. you, EdTech Guys. Appreciate it. You've been listening to a special EduTech Guys presentation recorded live at FETC 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening.